Hello everyone and welcome to the Talk Music Podcast, where we chat everything and anything related to the world of music and occasionally focus on topics a little bit unrelated. My name is Scott Kelly. I am a drummer turned comedy singer-songwriter and apparently now a podcaster. You're going to hear me chat to many different people, but more often than not, it will be fellow musicians having conversations about their careers and lives within, arguably, the greatest art form in the world. And you get this for free each and every week on scottcowie.com, on Stitcher Radio, and now on iTunes. So please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, let them know what's going on over here. But for now, enjoy the show. Guest this week in the podcast, the absolutely amazing Nick West, phenomenal bass player, phenomenal singer, great artist, great solo artist, okay? But she's played bass with many different people, including Prince, Dave Stewart, John Mayer, the list goes on and on. A very well-respected bass player within the industry. Lots of people have not even mentioned Steve Tyler for Aerosmith. How can you forget him? But I did there. But that's testament to the fact that Nick's name is going about the industry and she is building a fantastic reputation for herself. And quite rightly so. I've got the producer of this podcast, Ron North, right next to me. He's a bass player. He knows a good bass player when he sees one. How highly do you rate Nick West? I, I rate her really highly. I mean, you get good bass players that can play really well different styles. Then you get good bass players that can play different styles. At the same time, they're really hot. Are you referencing me because I'm currently got a bass in my hand? That's wishful thinking. I'm terrible on the bass and I've realised how bad I am on the bass recently because I've been listening to Nick West. But it's quite inspiring, she does all that cool slap stuff that I can't do because I'm really, really bad at it. But you, like I said, you realise how bad you are when you hear somebody like Nick. And a lot of people say that they find Nick really, really inspiring. I don't because I just realise how bad I am and I think there's no point. We'll just leave it. I'll just talk about music. And people like Mick can play music, you know? We'll just maybe just leave it at that. But anyway, Ron, before we get to an interview with Nick, tell us about your week. You've been all over the place. I've... I mean that in a good way, ladies and gentlemen. He's not like <laughs> he's not like an emotional rollercoaster in a real negative way. I mean, he's physically all over the place because he's been gigging in different places, just in case there was any sort of negativity there. Ron, sorry, go on. I started off in Glasgow. Right. I'll be gigging people. And then I was down in Bristol. Can't remember the name of the place because we were kind of... Drinking on the way down slightly. That's uh, not drinking while driving. Let me no, just put in. I'm kind of acting as Ron's advocate right now, just excusing any sort of potential um, miscommunication. He wasn't drinking and driving, and that's not something we advocate in a podcast. Ron, go on, please. Yeah, so um, it's my band called Smile and Regret. Um, Andy, who's the drummer, has been booking gigs left, right, and centre. Um, he's made a website for us. He's been getting banners printed, and he's really into all this sort of self-promotional stuff. So we've got a few gigs coming up soon as well. We're playing some hairy bikers at a brewery. Some hairy bikers at a brewery? Yeah. Whereabouts? It's in Straven. All these places are um, in England and in Scotland for any of our American listeners who have already tuned off because they can't understand the word that Ron and I are saying. But nonetheless, Ron's band's getting about. Where can we check you out online with the site? smileandregret.com Fantastic, and of course I am at scottcowie.com But you might already know that 
because that's where you're listening to this podcast from. But let me remind you all where you can listen to this podcast. We are available at scottcowie.com forward slash podcast. We are available on iTunes. We're also available on Stitcher Radio, the fun, cool app that you can get on your iPhone or iPad in which you can listen to all the previous episodes, previous episodes including. We'll go through them all later. But as far as just bass players alone, we've got Carol Kay. We've got a whole host of different people. Stuart Copeland on the drums. Huey Morgan, uh, Julian Lennon, the list is really long, very, very impressive. We're very fortunate. And Nick West is someone that we're definitely looking forward to speaking to today. Let me tell you a little bit about my week before we get to Nick. Um, I was playing Ron the Beresford Lounge. Have you heard of it? Sucky Hall Street. I've never heard of it, yeah. It's really, really good. I was there for the first time the other night. It used to be called Capital many moons ago, and I'm old enough to remember um, what it was called, that venue I played in it. But the Beresford Lounge is in three floors. Um, and then the ground floor they play the music and the middle floor which is on level with Sucky Hall Street um, they've got a kind of open mic on the go and upstairs they have a they had a comedy night on the go which they do every week now I was playing down the stairs and as I get in um, somebody notices me not that I'm famous but somebody sees oh that's that guy that does the comedy songs in Glasgow that plays in front of about 10 people right um, and they said listen can you do a couple of songs upstairs we didn't know you were playing tonight we can fit you in the bill in the comedy night so I ended up doing a little small set on the comedy night upstairs and ended my full on set uh, the full on 45 minute set later so thank you to everyone from the Beresford Lounge and the Scottish Tour Collective that put on that event Laura ran a, a fantastic night and we're really appreciative that we were all involved in that one so ladies and gentlemen without further ado we're going to get to our, our, our interview with one of the best bass players somebody that can play that funky bass and that I don't do any justice so let's get to it right now <laughs> Okay, I am back on the Talk Music Podcast with Nick West. How are you, Nick? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, I'm not doing not too bad. Now, you initially played guitar and switched to bass. How did that transition yes. happen? Well, I was playing guitar in middle school, and I heard Michael Jackson's You Want to Be Starting Something, and I heard the bass line, and I automatically was just blown away by this instrument so my dad went and bought me a bass and I just applied what I learned on guitar to the bass and then went to YouTube and learned some more cool things. So tell us about the bass players that inspired you early doors. Well the Lewis Johnson of course uh, Anthony Jackson James Jamerson and Jaco Pistorius that was early on for me and later on it became Larry Graham because when I started doing a whole lot of slapping so yeah Larry Graham's like one of my favorites. You can definitely hear the funk influence and in a lot of the, the the music that you play. Tell us about the EP. We likely to hear a lot more funk. Yes, actually, this is I would describe it as funk rock with some retro. Really? Yeah. So if you think maybe like um, Larry Graham meets Prince meets Lenny Kravitz. It's kind of what it sounds like. You can't go wrong with that. That's a very good. Uh, <laughs> that's a very good PR line indeed. Now you've been quoted in saying in the past that you want to bring the funk back. Now, if you can imagine someone has never heard of funk music before, um, can you please describe it? And of course, feel free to speak, and of course, use the bass if necessary. Okay, so funk music—it's—it's a—it's a feeling. So Bootsy Collins once told me that funk is making something out of nothing. So we might play something like 
bass line by itself is like a... But when you put the funk in it, it's all about a feeling. So I'm making something out of nothing. That was just a basic bass line. And then I add some grease. So adding grease would be sliding into it. And so yeah, it just making something out of nothing. Funk is a feeling that you get when you hear certain bands, when you see certain bands like Parliament Funkadelic. Bootsy Collins, when they're on stage, they just, I mean, they gave a show. It was it was an experience. It was a party. It was, you just didn't want to go home. Crazy. So you got a chance to obviously meet Bootsy Collins. What was that experience like? It was really crazy because I hadn't met him. I'd been kind of talking to him over email. And then he came to Arizona, which is where I was, was born, my hometown. And um, I went to his show. I was standing in the audience and I don't know, there was maybe a thousand people there just in this theater in Tucson, little place in Tucson. And he comes out to the audience. And of course I'm wearing this purple Mohawk on my head. He comes out to the audience, starts dancing with the audience and he spots me. <laughs> he runs over to me and just starts jumping up and down, kisses me on the cheek. He's like, I'll see you backstage, come backstage. So I literally, when I saw his show, I stood there and I, I cried because there was so much about him that I saw in myself. Because all of my life I thought, well, you know, I'm kind of crazy. I don't want to do, I don't want to go too crazy on stage. But when I saw him, it let me know that it was okay to just go all the way out. It was amazing. The best concert that I've been to. Really? Seriously. Yeah. And was that the first time you got a chance to see him play, yeah? That was a yes, it was. Fantastic. Now, you went on to collaborate with so many different people and you moved out to Los Angeles. Was that a conscious decision because it's such a good music scene there or did it happen organically? Talk us through that. Well, I, of course, was born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona, and I moved to New York for a while to work on a project, you know, just to kind of check out the music scene. And then, um, of course, I had been playing with Dave Stewart of Eurythmics for about a year at that point. Uh, I came to L.A. to visit. I showed him a little video and some music that I was working on. And he just says, you know what? You need to be out here in L.A. If you come out to L.A., I'll take you under my wing and I will, I'll show you a few things. I'll introduce you to a few people. So that's the reason why I moved to L.A. You touched on my next question. I was going to ask you about Dave Stewart. How did that, yeah. how did, how did that come about and what has, been, what has the experience been like working with Dave? Well, Dave Stewart is, he's literally a genius. People don't really know the the beast that is Dave Stewart. He has his hands into so many different things. I mean, Broadway, movies, producing producing albums and songs for like Katy Perry, Martina McBride, Beyonce, Aretha Franklin. He's done so many things that people just don't know about. They just know him as the second half of Eurythmics. Well, he just, he kind of told me, he said, okay, Nick, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make you into a brand. Do you want to be trendy, which trends come and go, or do you want to be a classic? Mm. He's like, decide which one you want to be, and then we need to act accordingly. So I met him, I don't know, maybe 2009, just sitting in Arizona, you know, in my room, just playing bass, not really trying to take the career seriously. And um, Fender saw a video, they put it on their website, and Dave Stewart just happened to be searching for 
a bass player at this point. He found my profile on the Fender site and then he sent me messages via my website and was like, we want you to come out. I want you to record. That's how I met him. He found me on YouTube and on Fender's website. Great. Now, it's interesting because we were fortunate enough to have Orianthe on the podcast and she, yeah. was, she was saying almost word for word what you're saying about Dave Stewart. She was saying, <laughs> you, you've got no idea how good this guy is from, from that point of view. And like you yeah. pointed out, everybody sees him as this, but his brain for music is second to none. That's what she was saying. Oh, yeah. Now, She's my best friend. So we work with Dave all the time. So he's great. Right. So um, Orianthe, we've stumbled upon her. Um, so did you start playing with Orianthe through Dave Stewart? Were you working with him at the same time? Is that right? Yes, I, um, there was a show that Dave Stewart wanted us to play with him. It was, uh, the Tavis Smiley show and he called me and then he called Orianthe and that was the first time I had met her. And right after we got done playing, she's like, Oh, you're a beast. Give me your number. We have to connect. So yeah, we, we met through Dave. Yeah. And she's, she's played on your single. You guys have, I take it you are just friends jamming a lot of the time. You seem to be involved in different projects. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we, we talk all the time. You know, I'm involved in a lot of things she's involved in. She's involved in a lot of things I'm involved in. But it's really fun when we actually get to collaborate on something and put it out there. So, yeah, we she's played on my single, My Relationship, and um, we have some other projects coming up soon. We'll look forward to that, definitely. Another person that you've worked with that's obviously got tremendous respect, John Mayer, what was that experience like too? I mean, he's such a great guitar player. He's a really great guitar player. You know, I met him through Dave Stewart as well. <laughs> what's, it, what's it? Dave Stewart is just, a, 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 I don't know what it is, but he just seems to be, he's, he's obviously connected to the world. Yeah, and it's crazy because Dave met John, just he was kind of sitting, I think he was at Sunset Marquee or some someplace like that. And they just happened to be sitting there. And he's just like, hey, you want to come play at my show with the Troubadour tomorrow? And John Mayer said yes, so he came to the Troubadour, and I was like, oh my God, he's one of the people I've always wanted to meet, so it was amazing just being able to play with him, and then after that, you know, he just kind of looks at me like, like, who are you? <laughs> like, who is this girl? Like, she's really funky, so, I mean, it's just a great compliment to be in the company of someone like John Mayer, who hires guys like Pino Palladino to play bass for him. Right. For him to think that I'm kind of cool is, is, is kind of a big deal to me, so... <laughs> Excellent stuff. We'll need to actually probably start a drinking game on the podcast, get everybody to look back, and every time someone says the line, which we've heard so many times, I met them through Dave Stewart. You know, that could, uh, that, uh, at that point, of course, they could maybe take a shot or something like that. I tell you what, knowing our fan base, <laughs> that's something that could go down extremely well, no doubt. Right. So, my next question is this So many people that you've collaborated with, right? But if you could have Nick, the ideal fantasy band. You can have anybody in the band around you. Who would those individuals be, dead or alive? Oh my goodness. Who would I have around me? Before you start, Nick, before you start, we've even got theme music for this but We're taking it dead seriously. Cue the music. Here we go. I want to know who makes it into yours. Ideal fantasy band. Ideal fantasy band. Oh, please tell me who makes it into yours. Ideal fancy band, ideal fancy band. I have to play bass. Oh, you can do what you want. I just assume, okay, but okay. do whatever you want. I would, I would of course have my pal Orianthe. I would have 
Sting. Right. Okay, so it's kind of a toss up because I would have Sting and Flea. Oh, right. Sting okay. and Flea. What, what's Sting doing? Is Sting playing bass and singing? It's, I mean, this, this is where it gets complicated. Sting, Sting is singing. He's right. singing with me. Sting, he's singing with me. We'll have Flea on bass. Flea, Flea can play bass or he can play guitar. Let's see, who would I have on drums? Who would I have on drums? Gosh, that is a hard one. I would probably have. I have to think about that one because I have a few in mind, but I have to think about the drummer. Uh, let's see. Uh, I have know, horn section. Oh, horn, right. Go for it. I, I was thinking of this. I was actually trying to think of drummers' names and I was doing the same as you. I was going through the list going, this, this, this list is too big to mention, but sorry, on you go, your horn section. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, you know what, though, to kind of change it up, I would, I would, I would get Ringo. Oh, right. Okay. I would get, I would get Ringo. It's kind of like a hodgepodge of really cool people. Um, I'd have a horn section, so I'd have Maceo Parker and Trombone Shorty, definitely. Uh, let's see. I can have a second guitar, right? Oh, dude, you want your bands? <laughs> Slash. Okay. Um. Ooh, because it might be John Mayer. Yeah. Oh, this this is really a tough question for me because it would be a combination of like rock rock stars and some some fusion. Like I love John Mayer's trio. I love what he does with his his trio. It's really cool. So his bass player's probably, name yeah. has has his bass player's a great player as well. I can't remember his name. John Mayer's bass player. He's brilliant. Pino. Right, okay. Um, well, yes. I, 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 he's, um, he's such a good player. Yes, he is. Pino Palladino. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, I think that's what my ideal band would be. I think, right, okay, I'll just I'll briefly go through it. Ringo Starr on the drums. Sting is on... Uh, I think Sting is Sting the singer. Sting is maybe? singing. We're, sing, we're doing a duet. Me and Sting, we're doing a duet. Sting's, doing, Sting's doing backing vocals. Yes. We've got, we've got <laughs> Flea for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, I, I can't remember. But we're going to Ori and Slash. I think we're involved in it. Ori and Slash. Ori and Slash. Or you know, you said past and present. Do we want? Yeah. Oh, Jimi Hendrix. Then. Right. Okay. We'll do Orianthe and Jimi Hendrix. Ringo Starr, Sting, Flea, John Mayer. I tell you, what, that's a decent band. That's yeah. that's a decent band. That's a good band. Just quickly on the subject of, um, we had another person we had on the podcast was going on about Ringo Starr being such a good drummer. I'm really, really glad that you mentioned him too because he does yeah. tend to get a little bit of a hard time. But obviously, you've wanted them in your, your your ideal band. Generally, what's your thoughts on Ringo? You know what, Ringo did. I met him through Dave Stewart as well. Uh, oh, that's so. <laughs> Ringo is okay. What I would describe as classic. It's, it's about pocket. It's about feel. It's not all about the, the craziest, craziest chops in the world. For me, at least. I like pocket and I like feel. And Ringo has that. It's got a great look, too. It's got a cool, cool he's, thing he's, going on. He's dead, he has performed in, in some great drum tracks. When you look at the... I love the drumming on Come Together because it's really yeah. different and it's a really, really good part. And then... Um, I think he gets a hard time, and I feel I kind of feel sorry for him in a way because a lot of people kind of um, say some bad things about him. But he was in the Beatles. Yes, you know? he was in the Beatles. End, end of story. <laughs> 
Very quickly, Nick, we're just going to advertise some of our previous episodes that are available on scottcowie.com, iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Here we go. We have the most amazing previous episodes that you will ever hear, ever. There's nowhere in the world that can compare to the episodes that we have. No episodes in the world are better than these ones. Episode 1, Glenn Matlock from the Sex Pistols. Episode 2, we had Hugh Morgan from the Fun Loving Criminals. Episode 3, Sandy Tom. Episode 4, Brian Ray, who plays guitar with Paul McCartney. Episode 5, Orianthe. Episode 6, Bob Jacobs, who's the head spokesman of NASA. That's those people that put folk on the moon. Episode... I've lost my place. Episode... Uh, 7, Phil Toll, that's Metallica's therapist. Episode 8, Graham and Graham from Wet Wet Wet. Episode 9, Andy McKee. Episode 10, Steve Craddock from Ocean Colour Scene. Episode 11, Cliff Goldmacher, he's a producer. Episode 12, Steve White. Episode 13, Martin Taylor, MBE. Episode 14, Stuart Copeland. Episode 15, Dweezil Zappa. The theme music is stopped, but I'm going to keep going. Episode 15, Dweezil Zappa. I think I already said that one. Episode 16, Martin Harley. Episode 17, Julian Lennon. Episode 18, Carol Kay. Episode 19, Tommy Emanuel. Episode 20, Kaki King. We need to re-record at some point our theme music because we're realising that it's too short. But we'll continue and we're not going to edit out this later on and put new theme music in it. We're going to make it authentic because that's the way this should be. I've really made... This is awful. But we're going to continue. Episode 19, Tommy Emmanuel. I might have already said that. Episode 20, Kaki King. Episode 21, John Gom. And this episode right here, right now, the amazing and very nice Nick West. Let's talk about your bass then. What bass are you playing with nowadays? What amp are you using? Well, I am playing Fender. Uh, this one right here is a Fender Jazz bass that I've got in my hands. It's a Fender Jazz Deluxe. And it has a um, really cool custom J Retro preamp inside, which Fender, they put this amp, or this, yeah, this preamp inside, kind of tweaked a little bit, and it was a prototype. They ended up just giving it to me, so it's, it's a one-of-a-kind bass that I have. Um, I use this bass for a lot of uh, jazz stuff. Like, I just did a gig with uh, Jazz in Pink with Grammy Award-winning ladies that do uh, smooth jazz and some bebop and stuff. Play this bass, but it's a little bit heavy. So I also use something called the Dimension Basses, which Fender make, that give me kind of a Music Man sound. The low end is really, really, really low end, and it works really, really good for rock. So I'm kind of switching back and forth between those. And I also have a um, 70s reissue jazz bass set. I just love to record with so. Excellent. So, did you get a chance to um, did you get a, a chance to record with Prince when you worked with him? Was that just a live thing you, you were doing? What was your involvement yeah, just, with him? Yeah, just some live things that we worked on. Um, Prince is a really good friend of mine. We've actually, you know, we talk on the phone. Did and, you meet him through Dave Stewart? Huh? Did you? Meet I him? didn't. Oh, no, I right, did. Okay. <laughs> actually, how I met him, we did me and a drummer named Hannah Ford. Right. We did something for the Drum Channel 2012 or 2011, something like that, end of 2011. And we did a song called Let's Work. And she had never really played funk that way before. So I'm like, hey, learn Let's Work. You know, it'll be really cool, really funky. 
So she played this song, and in order for them to actually post the videos, of course, they have to get permission from the writers of the song to do it. So that's how Prince first saw who we were. And then a year later, I ended up meeting him. He flew me to Minneapolis to jam with him a few times and um, offered me a job playing in the band with him. And it's it's been... uh, what can I say? Uh, explosion of funk ever since. <laughs> That's a great way explosion to Explosion of funk it. ever since. So, I, I mean, I said this to somebody the other day who, who, who worked uh, with Prince too, and I'm just fascinated, as we all are, no doubt, uh, as you were before you got a chance to meet him. Generally, music aside, what's he like? Music aside, what's he like? Yeah, what's Prince like as a person? You hear so much, but he's, he's a little bit of an enigma in a way, but we don't know him. You guys do. What's he like generally? He is like your best, like high school, high school, your best buddy in high school that's always got something funny to say. Right, okay. Like, he's hilarious. So I went to his album release party in LA maybe, I don't know, a few weeks ago. He invited me. And um, I walked in. And he's like, Nick West, I'm like, hey, boo, how you doing? So we, like, just have that same type of crazy, cool personality. And, I mean, he's not intimidating. He's just, he's super cool. I mean, he sits down, talks with you, and just, I mean, really outgoing. Really cool. That's interesting. He's he's a Gemini, so, you know. (laughs) Well, at least I can say I've got something in common with Prince, you know? That's, you know, (laughs) hold on to that. Excellent. Now, um... So, so do one last thing on him then, you've got a chance to jam with him, um, the experience of that, because you, you hear the, these stories of people working with him, he doesn't like mistakes and it's very militaristic, is it like that or is that just rumours, is it a lot more laid back, is it, is it a good time jam with him generally? Um, jamming with him, he does make you feel comfortable, right. at first of course you get nervous because it's Prince, I got nervous, I, I really couldn't play, I was kind of like shaking, but... I mean, he just makes you really comfortable. He said, he's, he told me, he said, if you weren't amazing at what you do, trust me, you wouldn't be here. So just do you. So I was able to just do me. And um, what he does do, though, is he's a great mentor. So if there's a better way to play a song or there's a more authentic way to play a song, he will show you how to play the song right. Um, so, of course, doing me, for instance, I'm going to play my bass a little bit. So doing me, he asked me to play uh, Larry Graham's or uh, Sly and the Family Stones, Thank You for Let Me Be Myself. And I started playing it like this. playing it and he's like okay that's great pretty sounds sounds pretty pretty um close to the recording you know from what i picked up and he's like okay that's great but i just want to play your bass really quick let me show you how larry because you know larry graham played in his band and you know he's they've collaborated multiple times and he's like that's great you did you but let me show you how larry did it you can do what you did but you can also add a variation and do octaves so he says details like letting the E ring longer while you're playing the note was something that he told me. So instead of going 
It's stopping the E. He's like, just let it ring. So just little details. It's, it's all about tweaking those things that actually really make a difference. So, yeah. That's fascinating. It just it just goes to show you. I mean, with the, the most of us, we listen to that baseline first of all. And I'm thinking that couldn't sound any better. But Prince picks apart these things, and I suppose that's why he's a genius that he is. Yeah. So what, yeah. Have, you, what have you got coming up then? What projects are you working on that you can talk to us about that's happening this year, as well as the EP? Okay, so I am working on a few projects actually. Of course, you know, working with Ori and um, working out our whole female trio. That's later to come but you know we're just writing songs and recording and stuff like that uh for my ep uh i have five tracks on the ep five just full-length tracks and then i've got two tracks where i'm just pretty much showing people what i can do on the bass so for instance my relationship that's a full track you know a commercial radio type track where the bass line's pretty pretty simple and then I come in and do a reprise of the song where I'm just doing a crazy bass solo and just doing what I do and having fun. Um, then I've got an interlude called Cotton Candy that it's, it's super, super, super funky. I mean, the bass line's funky. The guitars are funky. Kind of reminds you of a little, little reminiscent of some guitars that Prince would play in there. And um, that's the interlude that's really cool, too. So, yeah, I've got some great songs, but for the people that want to actually hear me play bass as well, I threw, threw some really cool things in there. So, yeah, I'm working on that. Um, working on a few projects with Prince, a few things uh, we have kind of going on. Can't really say much about them yet, but it may include a TV show and everything. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm working on right now. It sounds really, really exciting indeed. Nick, and we will look forward to, to reading about it on nickwestbass.com. And yes. you're on Twitter. What are you on Twitter? Twitter, at Nick West Bass. At Nick West Bass as well. Excellent. Well, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today and listening to you playing bass. Awesome. Thank you so much. How cool is Nick West? Ron, what do you think of that? It's just so good to hear somebody so passionate about what they're doing. Absolutely. And she can play and all those demonstrations and talking about... It's so credible. She's sitting talking about Prince. She's talking about... Uh, you know, John Mayer and all the different things that she's picked up. And I tell you what, she's a star at the moment, but she's going to be a massive star, you know? But I, I reckon... I reckon I'm as good. What do you think? As I said earlier, there's no point in me even trying. We see when you hear people like that, how good is she on the bass, seriously? I know, that I think I'll just sit mine's away in a cupboard to gather dust and... Just leave it there. Nick West, I hope you're pleased with yourself because this is what you're forcing us to do. Two musicians from Scotland are now retired from music as a result of likes of you, likes of Orianthe, and the likes of all these people just being too damn good. But to be serious, an absolute pleasure talking to Nick West. NickWestBass.com Twitter, at NickWestBass. Go follow her. And ladies and gentlemen, next week we have... One of the greatest drummers to ever walk the face of this earth. Thomas Lang is going to be on the podcast. And then the week after that, there's a bit of a pattern here of great female bassist Rhonda Smith. The absolute legend is going to be on the podcast. She's played with Prince. She's played with Jeff Beck. She's on tour with Jeff Beck right now. And Thomas Lang 
is just Thomas Lang. A lot of great episodes coming up for you. Check out our previous ones too, scottcowie.com. Subscribe on iTunes so you get this thing on your phone each and every week, each and every Thursday, 4.30 if you're from this neck of the woods in the UK, and you get it at 8.30 if you're from America. The thinking behind that, Ron, is that you're getting the rush hour traffic at half four, five for the people coming out of work, they'll get it on the phone, and you're also getting the rush hour traffic for the people in LA area going to work. What do you think of that? That was quite good of me thinking that, wasn't it? I think about everything. That was just a coincidence, wasn't it? It wasn't. I promise you, I sat and I thought about this. But ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for Nick West, and we will see you guys next week.